This shear is being learned, Lila Nishmas, Rab Yosef, Ben Yamin, Ben Rab Menashe, Koltman. We're learning today, the Kotesiches, Chelech Yutes, on page 339, the second Siche for Parashas Hazino. In Siyam HaSedre, Verte Tzelt. In the end of this week's Parasha, it says, Vayidabar Hashem HaMoshe, Be'etzim HaYem HaZeh, the Hebrew speaks to Moshe on this very day. Lemar alei el har ha'avarim hazeh har nevoi umus pahar. Should go up to the mountain har nevoi, and there you will pass away. Shal sechrashi of the verter vayidaber Hashem amoyshe be'etzem ayayim hazeh. So Rashi brings from the pasuk these words and is mefarish, and he explains as follows: Begimul mekaymes nema be'etzem ayayim hazeh. There are three times in Tera where we find the expression of be'etzem ayayim hazeh. When I bring that up, the other tzvei yerter. He brings the other places with this word gezakt, where we see this expression. One is by Marange from Noach and Vachulah in their teva. When Noach is going into the teva, be'etzem hayoyim azeh bon Noach. In, in this day, Noach entered into the teva. Or by Itzias Mitzrayim, be'etzem hayoyim azeh hoitzia Hashem. On this very day, Hashem takes Yidden out of Mitzrayim. What's kishen vidarten meintes? So what does it mean in those other two places? As b'nei doirish on Noach and the Mitzrayim haben gezakt. Whether the generation of Noach or the Mitzrayim, they both said, that if we are going to sense and see that this is about to happen, we're not going to allow it. We're going to take uh, different things in our hands to go and stop this from happening. They're not going to allow Noach to enter into the Teva in that case. And they won't allow Yidin to leave Mitzrayim. The Rashi is Meirech in the Prati Advarim, as Rashi brings the details, which will be quoted soon over here. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Evisha says, Hareini, so if they think that they can stop what has to happen, so I'm going to bring them out, or bring Noyachim, right in the middle of the day, anyone that wants to come and protest and try to stop this, let him come and protest and stop it. So similar happened here when it comes to Moshe passing away. We're not going to allow Moshe Rabbeinu to leave us and pass away. Rashi quotes all the things, the good things that Moshe Rabbeinu did for Yidin, which will also be brought here later. Therefore the Ebeshter says, I'll bring Moshe Rabbeinu and he'll pass away. In the middle of the day, nobody could stop this of happening. So this is the Teichen of the Rashi. The Rebbe is not quoting the whole thing here. Other details will follow later. So first, let's understand why is Rashi even addressing the meaning of these words, It's move on in Pashtun. So it's simply understood. Because simply these words are extra. It says in the beginning of this subject, which begins in, in Parshas Vayelach, Moshe Rabbeinu begins speaking and he says, I'm 120 years old today. And it's on that day, that the, the, the same day that he became 120 years old, that he passes away. So we understand, that when he passes away, it's on that very day when he became 120 years old. So why does it have to add in this day? And if it's this word Be'etzem, which is adding something in this very day, what does that word Be'etzem say? So therefore Rashi explains, the words similar to what we find in other places is that there were those, in this case the Yidin, that wanted to try to prevent this from happening. And therefore the Pasik says that Moshe Rabbeinu will pass away right in the middle of the day in broad daylight and nobody can stop this from happening. That's what the term that the Torah adds here means. However, the following questions we have here on this Rashi. Aleph, Bishloime by Bnei Deirish al Noyach. It's understood when it comes to the people of the generation of Noyach. And so they can make the mistake and think, as they say, Noyach's are in them teva. 
that they actually have the power to prevent Noyach from entering into the Teva. Yes, in order for him to be saved, he has to go into the Teva so they'll stop him from entering. And maybe also in the case of the Mitzrim, we can understand that they could convince themselves as if the laws in the Yidin are came from Mitzrayim. The Yidin are leaving their territory, so they'll stop, they'll stand there and they'll stop them, they'll prevent them from leaving Mitzrayim. Because in numbers they were much greater than the Yidin. How is it that Yidin are even thinking that they can stop Meshach Rabbeinu from passing away? You can't stop a person that's passing away and his soul departs from his body. That's not something that a human being, anybody, can prevent that. So how, what does this mean that the Yidin are saying that we're not going to allow him to pass away? Another question here is, why does Rashi have to come and explain here as Begimul Mekaimes Nema Be'etzamayemazeh? That there are three places where it says this Be'etzamayemazeh, where we find that this same similar situation. And Rashi goes into great length to explaining what happened by Noach and what happened by Mitzrayim. As Rashi's objective always is, just to explain the simple pshat of the Pasik right over here. Rashi should focus on explaining the pshat on our Pasik. The Yidin did not want to allow Mesha to pass away, and therefore, the Yidin says that I will bring him, he'll pass away in the middle of the day. If you take a look at what Rashi explains in Parshish Nayach and the words So over there, what does Rashi say? So there Rashi explains that the generation, the people said that they're not going to allow Nayach to enter into the Teva. I'll bring him into the Teva in front of everybody to see and nobody could stop him. Rashi doesn't bother bringing the examples that no, this says in another two places, and we have three places that it says this. Doesn't have to bring any of the proofs. He just explains the pshat or the pasuk locally right there. So why doesn't Rashi do the same here? Why doesn't Rashi just explain the pshat in our pasuk? This question goes even further. This is even more so here. If the very first time the Torah uses the expression and Rashi explains it this way. Nevertheless, the, the one that learns that Pasik never saw these words before and Rashi explains it, then he doesn't have to bring you any other example or proof for this. So most definitely, when you come here in Pasha Zazino, towards the end of the Torah, and you already saw those words before, so for sure, Rashi shouldn't have to bring any other examples or proofs that this is what the concept of Be'etzamayemezah means. The question goes further, looking at what it says in Parshas Boy. In Parshas Boy is Rashi, There Rashi says nothing. Rashi doesn't comment at all on the words, the Pashtus, and the simply is the Tan of Zen Pirish and Pashtus Noyach. So we'll have to say the reason is because he relies on what he already said, that when there's a contentious situation like Noyach entering into the Teva, so there the Abishan makes a point of doing it in the middle of the day that nobody could stop the Abish's plan, the Abish's Gzeda. So the same thing with Yidin leaving Mitzrayim, which was a major event, and the whole, that the Mitzrayim didn't want to allow the Yidin to leave. And the Ebesha says, In the middle of broad daylight, Yidin are going out of Mitzrayim. There's no reason for Rashi to explain this. He had already explained it before. So here, Rashi does explain what Betzamayemazeh means. Rashi brings the examples and the proofs, and with the begariches, all the details. Why? Why is this all necessary for the pshat of the pasuk here? So we must say, as an unzer pasuk that here in this pasuk is the pirish nitglatik, applying the pshat of betzamayemazet by Noach and by Mitzrayim to our pasuk is not so simple, not so smooth. 
But since we find that this is the meaning and this is the same shot in other places, so that's the only reason that brings the proof that in our Pasik this is the Pshat as well. But if not for the Rais that we have of other Psukim, it's not so simple to interpret the Pasik here this way. And therefore, Rashi also is specific when he says, After he brings the examples from those other two cases, so Rashi's language is, Here as well, we interpret the same way. That's not an expression that it says in Sifri, the source of Rashi, all the Sifri says, the Sufi just continues and says, and why, why does the Torah here say, So Rashi adds the words, So too over here as well. Because Rashi, the main point of Rashi is to emphasize, as as is the Pirish by Noyah from Mitzrayim, only after I know that this is the Pshat of both by Noyah and Mitzrayim, is Afkan is the Pirish Azay. Only then, do I know that I couldn't have to apply the same Piddush here as well? But if not for the Piddush before, so the Pshat and Be'at Samayim over here, to say that it means this idea that Yidin were going to stop Moshe Rabbeinu from passing away, and so on, that wouldn't be so simple to say here. So therefore, Rashi has to prove it from other places. As the Rebbe will explain. Now the Rebbe comes to the other details that Rashi brings, and there are different questions on those details. There are also other questions in the language of Rashi. And here are some of the questions. By Noyach Aleph, by Noyach on Mitzrayim, when Rashi brings the by Noyach and by Mitzrayim, is Rashi nit mefarish, keinet taimim favos bene doirish on Noyach, on the Mitzrayim hom gizokt enonamanichim. Rashi does not clarify and elaborate to explain why is it that the generation of Noach did not want to allow Noach to enter into the Teva, or why did the Mitzrayim did not want to allow the Yidin to leave Mitzrayim? It's self understood from the context of the story why that is. And by Moshe, that Rashi Yom Farajan the Tevis was Moshe Geton for Yidin was to leave them. Have Yidin gesagt, "Ein an manichem Moshe." Over here, though, Rashi finds it necessary to explain. Why it is that Yidin will not allow Moshe Rabbeinu to pass away? What it is that Moshe Rabbeinu did for Yidin? Why shouldn't we say that here it's also obvious and simply understood? That Yidin did not want Moshe Rabbeinu, their beloved leader that they were with for so many years, to pass away. Why does Rashi have to explain it specifically over here? Beis, another question is, By Noyach on Mitzrayim, is Rashi zichnit mistapik with them? There, Rashi doesn't just simply say, we're not going to allow Noyach or the Yidin to leave. Like, like over here, Rashi says that Yidin are not going to allow Moshe Rabbeinu to pass away. No, that is Masif. Rashi has another point. By Noyach, Rashi says, Not only that, We're going to take Kashilin and Kardumais and and we're going to smash, we're going to break this table. By Mitzrayim, and by Mitzrayim as well, Rashi adds, not only are we not going to allow Yidin to leave, we're going to take Sayyafis and uh, armor, we're going to kill the Yidin. This haste, not only are they not going to allow, by Noach's case, to enter into the table, and by the Mitzrayim, the Yidin to leave Mitzrayim, They'll totally make it impossible to enter into There'll be no table left. Or they'll be, they'll be killing Yidin and Yidin will not have an app. There will be no Yidin to leave. Why is Rashi find it necessary to add that over here, over there that is, when it doesn't apply over here in our case? Gimel, another question here is, what is the time? If you look at the details that Rashi says over here, the Rashi So Rashi mentions the two different details here. If you look very specifically what Rashi says, so the Rebbe is medayik very specifically. Both by Noach and Mitzrayim, when Rashi describes what they said they're going to do, so by Noach, Aleph it says Kashilin, they're going to have they're going to take Kashilin, which is something that they're going to use to cause. Uh, 
Neach to stumble. And Kardumois and axes. By Mitzrayim. By Mitzrayim, what are the two expressions that it says? Sayafais, which is, uh, I believe, uh, swords. We'll see soon in the Sikhe. The Rebbe brings it later. Sayaf, a sword. And Beis, Klizayim, other armor. Why uh, exactly these details? And both, by Noyach and Mitzrayim, two different details that Rashi mentions. Everything is precise. Dale, the fourth question here is, by Noyach and Mitzrayim, bring Rashi the Gansam Siyam from Omar HaKadosh Baruch Rashi brings the whole conclusion of what the Ebeshter responds and says, that the that Eivishah says this is going to happen in broad daylight. And whoever wants to come and try to stop this and try to protest, let him go ahead and try. Here, though, when Rashi explained by Moshe, what, what does Rashi say? I'm going to bring Moshe in. He's going to pass away in the middle of the day. And Rashi just concludes with a v'chulu. He doesn't quote the conclusion. Seemingly, even after Rashi explained it by Noyach, by Mitzrayim, Rashi also concludes the whole point. And he doesn't rely on the fact that he already said the conclusion by Noyach, that the Ebesha says, let whoever wants to come to protest the protest. So why here, regarding Moshe in the third case, in our Pasik, does Rashi only hint this with a v'chulu and he doesn't spell it out until the end? Either way, this is not understood. If Rashi relies on the first time he spelled it out by Noyach, so let him write v'chulu by the second case, by the Mitzrayim and this week's parash over here. Or let Rashi spell it out completely in both cases. So what's the difference? We see that there's a specific reason why Rashi does not want to spell out here by the case of Moshe passing away. What's the reason for that? Hey, the fifth question. When Rashi enumerates all of the good things that Moshe Rabbeinu did for Yidin and therefore they did not want him allowed to pass away. Why does Rashi choose specifically these things that he mentions, which are he took us out of Mitzrayim, he split the Yamsuf, he brought down the man for us, he also brought the slav, which was the, the, the meat that came from these birds, and the hell he brought us the water from the Be'er, from Miriam, and he gave us the Teire. Why does Rashi mention specifically these things? In Meshach, from the Arbaim Shon of Azidin Zanagivan and Midbar, during the 40 years that the Yidin were in the Midbar with Meshe, had Meshe Rabbeinu Gitam Nachasach Tevis for Yidin. There were other things that Meshe Rabbeinu did for Yidin during that time period. Ola Dugma, just to mention a few as an example, Hamtakas Hamayim Amadam and Mara, right in the beginning after the Yamsuf, Yidin had nothing to drink, and Meshe Rabbeinu sweetened the bitter water that they had there in Mara. Kibush, that's all the way at the beginning, and another example that Rebbe chooses is right here, all the way at the end, when they're coming into Eretz Yisrael. Kibush, Kibush Eretz when they came to conquer Eretz Yisrael, they were right at the threshold of conquering Eretz Yisrael, so Meshe Rabbeinu conquered the lands of Sichon and Oig for them. The Chulu V'chulu, and many other things that Meshe Rabbeinu did for them during the 40 years, so why does Rashi mention only these things that he says here? Vav, the sixth question here is Nochmeh. Question is even stronger. In Sifri Dashteit Oich, the Sifri adds the Asalanu Nisimugvuris that Moshe Rabbeinu performed miracles and great things for us. So, in other words, the Sifri wants to include that there's many more things. Tavas is the Rashi Mashmit. So, why does Rashi omit those words? Olavayir, and to explain more over here, what this question is. Hagam as the Loshim from Rashi was in Ims and indeed Yukemana. Many of the questions that we asked before on the language of Rashi is Genoma from Sifri. The language of Rashi, so he's quoting, he's quoting from what it says in the Sifri. So you may argue that you can't really ask this on Rashi. Rashi is simply quoting from what it says in the Sifri. As we always know, Rashi only writes and explains what's necessary for the Pshara the Posik. Rashi does not point to the fact that he's quoting from the Sifri. There are some times that Rashi quotes and says where he's taking his chat from. Here he does not do that. 
Everything we pointed out over here, very specifically, the way Rashi quotes this, is necessary for the Pshad of the Pasik right over here. So therefore, we have our questions of why Rashi says all this. Final question, Zion. Rashi seemingly, in his Piddish, is only explaining the added words that are extra here, so why does Rashi quote from the Pasik the words as well? The quote the Dibramaskal of Rashi is also very precise. So why does he bring those words? So as we see, we have many, many questions here over here in this Rashi. The whole Rashi over here seems to be completely extra. The whole Arichis about Noyach and about Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. Why doesn't Rashi just simply explain the Pshad here of Negeyat Maisha? And Bechlal, even the Pshad here, is pretty difficult to understand. What does it mean that the Yidin are going to stop Maisha Rabbeinu from passing away? And as the Rebbe pointed out, all of the Yukum over here and the details that Rashi brings, the way it was by Nayak, the way it was by Mitzrayim, every detail, it's all exact. And it's needed for the Pshad of the Pasuk here. What's the reason for this? The beer and them, so the Pshad here is as follows. That Untashay Bepashtus, if you want to look and see what is the, simply the difference, Tzivishin Unzafal, between our case over here on the Gibrachta Dugmois for Noyach Mitzrayim. And the other examples that Ashi brings that the Teira already wrote, that's by Noyach Mitzrayim. So the difference is very simple. Darton, Zenzei, the Vinay Deir Shal Noyach, and the Mitzrayim given Rishayim. There we're talking about Rishayim, wicked people. And they are given great Satan, hate from the Mabishan's Ratzin. They are ready to do anything, even against Hashem's will. The river is fashtandik, so over there we understand, Favazev nid gewalte lozen, knisses nayach in the teve, on yitzis b'nei Yisrael from Mitzrayim, hei pechratz nasham. So we can understand why over there, the pshat would be that the, the generation of nayach would not allow nayach to enter into the teve, and the Mitzrayim are not going to allow the Yidin to leave Mitzrayim, even if it's against Hashem's will. Oh, but in unzafal is not move on. However, when you come here to the Yidin in our case, the question is, vi kemizogn, as Yidin, zon velum meirid zayn chas v'shalem in der eibishn untan heipach ritzayne. How can we say that Yidin are going to rebel against Hashem, God forbid, go against His will, it's the will of Hashem that it came the time for Moshe to pass away, and Yidin are going to say, no, we're not going to allow this. How is that possible? So the Rebbe clarifies, well, we find during the Dora Midbar, there were situations that the Yidin sinned and went against the Ebishter, but we're not dealing with this generation of the Midbar. We find more than once that they went against Hashem's will. Here we're talking about the next generation that is entering into the land. With the Pasuk already said before, that you're connected, one, with the Eibishter. They were following Hashem's Ratzin. So if so, it's schwer to befarzein, as they have sich an Kegnestalt and Ratzin von Eibishter, as Moshe Rabbein is on Niftaveren. So it's difficult to apply the Pshat of Be'etzim HaYem Azad that you find by Noyach and by Mitzrayim to our Pasuk that the Eden here are ready to stand up against Hashem, Chas V'Shalem, to not allow Moshe to pass away. So this is the reason why Rashi has to bring this whole arichis here. If not for the proof, that there are other three places that we find, other two places, in total three places, that the Torah uses this expression of So over here in this Pasuk, I would not learn the Pshat this way. As does as an emperor, if ain't on a manichin chulu, that the Torah adds the words "betzamayemazeh" as a response of the Eibushter to the Eden that say we're now, but we're not allowing Moshe to pass away. But now that we find that in other three places it does say this expression, other two places it says "betzamayemazeh." On the other tzvei mekaimis is otter pirish muchach on on shum shverekait. In the other two places, this is the pshat there. And there's no difficulty. So that, that's the only way to explain it. From the verter of these words, is this as Afkan is the Pirish Therefore, Rashi emphasizes and says these words, Afkan, that because we find it in other two places, so we know that we have to apply the Pshad over here, even though it's not the same as in other places.
That's why Rashi can't just simply say the pshat like he said it by Noyach or even by Mitzrayim, where Rashi doesn't say anything because it's self-understood that that's the pshat. Because over here, to apply this to the case of Moshe is not so poshant. That's why Rashi is coming and proving and saying, we find it already in other places, and therefore Afkan, that's the pshat here as well. But now the question is, how is it even physically possible that a human being can stop someone, in this case Moshe Rabbeinu, from passing away? So this as well, Rashi clarifies after he brings the example from Noach and Mitzrayim. So Rashi says, Afkan, indicating that here the situation of Meshach Rabbeinu passing away is actually similar. It is Afkan, it is the same like there in those two cases. Was the mitz a madgish? As the reign from Eimanichen is gleich and the Aladraim Akaimis. The way the people are not going to allow what was going to happen to happen is actually similar. And the Rebbe explains, Just like it was by the people in the generation of Nayach. And in the times of Mitzrayim, but the Mitzrayim, they said, we're going to stand in the way. And we're not going to allow going from one place to another. We're not going to allow Noach to come and enter into the Teva. Or the Mitzrayim, we're not going to allow the Knesset for Noach. And the Yitzhak in Yidin, we're not going to allow the Yidin to leave Mitzrayim. So the Afkan over here, it's a similar thing. Yidin am gewalt, nitelazen, ana ibegein. They didn't want to allow Moshe to go and come over to where as Moshe Rabbeinu zal eilazayn lahot. They're not going to allow Moshe Rabbeinu to, to go up to the mountain. That Moshe Rabbeinu is going to pass away on the mountain. That So if he's not going to be able to go up to the mountain, so since the Gzeda of him passing away is to take place, on the mountain, so if he won't be on the mountain, so then the Gzeda will not be fulfilled. Moshe Rabbeinu will not pass away. That is what the plan of Yidin was. So this is something which is humanly possible to stop, similar, Afkan, to the way it was by Noyach and by Mitzrayim. So that's why over here, the only thing Rashi says is that the Yidin said, we're not going to allow Moshe Rabbeinu to go. When in the other it says, but in the other two cases, by Noyach and Mitzrayim, which Rashi has to bring up here as examples, but over there, that's not enough. There we have to add even more so, they're going to break the tape, or they're going to kill the Yidin. Why is that? So those generations being Rishayim, is by Zaynit given Zicher as their Eivishin's Anzog, wegen der Knissen, Teve, Leyamim, Oichiva. They weren't sure, they didn't trust the Eibishter, they did not rely exactly on the timing of when Noyach is going to come and enter into the Teva, that it's going to be exactly in another seven days, as they were told. They didn't rely on that timing, they didn't believe in the Eibishter. And also by the timing that was said, that the Yidin are going to leave Mitzrayim, that they're going to leave Kechatzai Salayla and so on, that timing as well, they didn't rely on that either. They didn't believe in the Eibishter. That it has to be precisely, exactly in that timing, like the Eibishter said. So therefore, it's not going to be enough for them to just be there at that time, to not allow Noyach to enter, or not allow the Yidin to leave. Maybe it's going to happen a little bit in a different time. They're going to have to stand there for days, and maybe even weeks, Constantly to make sure, Yoyman Valayla, day and night, as Noyach Zonet Arangan and Teva, that Noyach shouldn't enter, and the Yidin Zonet Arizgan from Mitzrayim, that the Yidin should not go out in Mitzrayim. So, how are they going to make this? Is not pretty difficult. If they didn't rely on the exact timing, that is precise the way they wish to set it, so they're going to have to be there all days and nights and making sure that the Yidin don't leave or that Noyach doesn't enter. So, so the only way to explain what their plan was, how you could even explain that was a response to the Rishayim that said that they're not going to allow Mayach to enter and not allow the Yidin to leave, is only how? 
that they're going to smash the Teva, or they're going to kill the Yidin. So therefore, there'll be no Teva tent. They won't have to stand there day and night and make sure Neach doesn't enter. They'll just smash the Teva, or just kill the Yidin so they can't leave Mitzrayim. That's the way it's explained here. Mashenken and Unzefal, which is of course not the case over here, was Ratzach wegen Yidin Tzadikim. Here we're talking about the Yidin that are Tzadikim. So they knew for sure, as the Gzeirev and Eivishen was had gebracht, as Moshe had gesagt, as Hayoyim Molo Yomai, Beyoyim Zeh Omos, as Bediyuk. So they knew that the Gzeirev that brought that Moshe Beno has to pass away. And he's telling them that today is the day that I will pass away. So they knew that, he's, that today is the day, that this is the exact time. So they, they thought to themselves, as Eiv Moshe, that Mitzayinif and Had, in them talk, so there's just this one day. So as long as Moshe Abeinu will not be on the mountain on this day, where the time of the Gzeda applies, but the Gzeda bottle then. So then the Gzeda will pass and it will be bottled. Similar to what Rashi brings before. As Nachim Kibush Eretz Sichem VeOig, after the Eden already conquered the lands of Sichem and Oig, and they were very close to entering into Eretz Yisrael, Hat Moshe Rabbeinu Getrach Das Chutar Haneder. Maybe the vow that was made that I should not enter into Eretz Yisrael was now removed, is undone. So similar, the Eden figured there's a Gzeda, but the Gzeda has a specific time and a specific location. So as long as we can get past this and we can make sure that in that time Moshe Rabbeinu will not be on the mountain in that location. So then, the Gzeda will not be anymore. The Rebbe is Einan Amanichan Oisai, Areivtzikenif and Har Biyoimzeh Genuk Tzaroknem the Gzeda from Tiris Moshe. As long as he won't be on the mountain on this day, this will remove the Gzeda. That was the plan of the Eden over here. Favas brings Rashi not to address the other question when Rashi brings by Noach and by Mitzrayim. So why does Rashi bring Tzvei Pratim? So there Rashi brings the two Pratim. In the Minyan from Veloyedela on the Neutlum, when Rashi speaks about what they said, that they're going to smash the Teva or they're going to kill the Yidin, so Rashi brings the two details, as I ever pointed out before, regarding Noyach. So they said Kashilin and Kardumais, and regarding Mitzrayim, they said Sayafais and Klizayim. So what, is the, what are those details that Rashi brings there? By Noyach. So first, regarding Noyach, Vibalt, Benedayrab, and Gezen. As the Rebishto Vil Ratvin, Noyach from Mabel, Durch, and Knisin, and Teva. So since they saw that Abishta wants to save Noyach by having him enter into the Teva, that's the whole point there, that he's building this Teva to save him. So what they were thinking is, as when they want to break the Teva, if they're going to break the Teva, which is the place to save Noyach of the Mabel, that should the it cannot bring in the Mabel. So the Abishta will not be able, so to speak, to bring the Mabel because he doesn't want Noyach to die. He wants to save Noyach and now there's no place to save him so, that's a good plan for them to, that Eivisha shouldn't be able to bring the marble. So, therefore, So, they understood that Noyach is going to make a, the greatest effort to try and protect the Teva. That they shouldn't break this Teva that's going to save his life. So now, they're going to have to break the Teva, but they're up against Noyach himself. But they have to make sure that they're not going to eliminate Noyach. Why? If they're going to kill Noyach in order to be able to smash the table, they defeated the whole purpose. There'll be no, nothing stopping the Ebishter bringing the marble. The only reason the Ebishter wouldn't bring a marble if they break the table is because Noyach is alive. And the Ebishter doesn't want Noyach to die. He has to save Noyach. But if they're going to kill Noyach and break the Teva, so the Ebishter is going to bring the Mabel. There's no Noyach to save anymore. So they have to break the Teva, but not kill Noyach either. So now we understand beautifully exactly why Rashi here says, They brought not only axes, but the mid is mevaken a Teva, and they're going to smash the Teva with these axes. Also some other kind of utensil, some other kind of uh, weapon that's called kashilin. What is this kashilin? Rashi al-shen gebracht in Parsha Shaftim. So Rashi brought it already earlier in Parsha Shaftim when the Yidin go out in war as the Sarit's voice that those, the, the, the generals called gehat kashilin shal barzim They had these metal kashilin. 
Anybody that wanted to return, he has the right to hit him and to, to, to cut down at his knees. So what do we see? What are these kashilin? Kashilin cause a person to fall, to stumble, not to be able to continue running away. But they don't kill you. That's what kashilin are. This is ungedited in the word kashilin. And you see this actually in the word, the name of this, uh, of this weapon. Fulashin kishlein. Kashilin means kishlein ashtroichlon. Something that causes a person to stumble. An uphalt to stop him from running away. Abinit hargenin. It does not kill him. So therefore, that's what it applies over here in this case. And as I yechmanidin didan, that's exactly what the people of the Deir Mabel said. They're going to use the kashilin to make sure that Noach does not disturb them, of to sort of uh, to, to, to ink, uh, that he should not be, have, be able to fight against them. But at the same time, also, not to totally kill him, but to, to break the teva, and Noach will stay alive, and then. They said, oh, so now the Eivishter won't bring the Mabel because Noach is here and Noach can't be saved in the Teva. Similar regarding Mitzrayim. The Mitzrayim of Mgevost. So the Mitzrayim knew, as we know, the Velnam and Hagen and the Yidin, if they're going to come and kill all the Yidin, so then the Yidin are going to come and fight back. There'll be a big war over here. Not only sayofais, which are swords and things that are similar, that are there to kill, also other weapons and algamin, generally in other weapons, they have to also have weapons to uh, protect themselves, to shield themselves. Because in that case, they were ready to fight. They were ready to fight and kill the Eden. And they were expecting a big battle. They were expecting that the Eden are going to fight back. So they need Sayyafais to kill. And also all kinds of Klezayan armor and things to protect themselves. So that's all in those cases where we're talking about Rishayim that are ready to fight. And they're devising a plan to stop the Eivishter to bring the Gzeda or to bring the Mabel or to bring Eden to leave Mitzrayim. Which, which of course, all of this does not apply even here to the Pasik by the Yidin, which were Tzadikim, and they were trying to prevent Eivishus Gzeir of Moshe Rabbeinu passing away. But we do understand, as the Rebbe explained, why Rashi has to bring the example of Noyach and the Mitzrayim, and how over there, this, you must say there, that that is the Pshat of Betzim, Ayoy Mazeh, and the, 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 that's the Pshat with no difficulty there. As Rashi explains the details, how and why it fits over there, and once I know that this is for sure the pshat here, there that is, by Noach and Mitzrayim, then I could apply it back over here regarding Moshe, that this must be the pshat here as well. But the question still is, The question still remains, how do you even want to do this to stop Moshe Rabbeinu of passing away, even if, as the Rebbe explained, this is humanly possible, because we're talking about not allowing Moshe Rabbeinu to go to that location where he's going to pass away. But this is still against the Ratz Hashem, and we're talking about even the Dar Tzadikim. So how could they even think of doing something opposite of the Ebrish's will? It's Rashi Imam Sheikh, so therefore Rashi says, as So here Rashi has to come and explain what the reasoning of Yidin was. Unlike by, as the Rebbe pointed out, by Noach and by Mitzri, and Rashi doesn't explain why the people in that generation wanted to stop Davish's Gzeda. Over here, Rashi has to explain this, what the Yidin's thinking was to go against Davish's Rachan, so to speak. So Rashi says, this was the person that took us out of Mitzrayim, all the good things that he did for us. In Parshish Savai, Hot Megillarent, and so we already learned before in Parshish Kisavai, as Bashas the Yidin, benched Aiden, Metasade, Metpedis, when the Abishta benches a yid with the field and with fruits, he may not ignore this good that the Abishta gave him. So you have to bring the Bikurim and thank the Abishta for this. That's a basic thing that we learned before already in Parshish Kisavai. So based on this knowledge that we have already, so now we understand what Yidin are saying here. Since Moshe Rabbeinu did them so much good, so they have an obligation not to deny and to, to just look away from this good that he gave them. And so they have to do whatever is in their power to stop his passing away. 
Even when this pushes off Hashem's command that he has to go up to the mountain to go to go uh, to pass away. So therefore Rashi doesn't just bring one of the good things that Moshe Rabbeinu did and just say v'cholu, that there are many more. Not as a mefaret. Rashi brings all the details of what Moshe Rabbeinu did. The more good you see here Moshe Rabbeinu did for the Yidin, the stronger the obligation Yidin have not to ignore this good. And as more berechtigt, as he is established, so even more so, this justifies their effort that they made to stop the fulfillment of David's command that Moshe Rabbeinu should go up to the mountain. In other words, because this is such an extreme thing that you didn't want to do here, to stop Moshe Rabbeinu from going up to the mountain like Hashem is commanding, so Rashi has to emphasize to what extent they owe Moshe Rabbeinu a favor, how much good he actually did for them. So therefore, Rashi brings all of these details. Alpizez, move on. So now, based on this, we can understand. Tavos Rashi Klaiptois Dafke, the Oiben de Monte Tevis, was Moshe Rabbeinu, Hadzegetan, and Nityandere. Why Rashi chooses specifically these things that Moshe Rabbeinu did good for them, and Rashi doesn't bring others, even though there are more. Vinigeya, the Tevis, was Moshe Rabbeinu, Hadzegetan, the Yidden, Meshech, Dalai, Yodam, Ba'ovar. Regarding those things that Moshe Rabbeinu did during the years they were together, but they're in the past. So definitely, being that Yidin are not Kofi Teva, they definitely gave the proper recognition for this, and they already thanked Moshe Rabbeinu for all of that. The river, so therefore, Rechent Rashi, nor the Tevis, was Yidin, haben von sein Nenegeven, euch beyoimazeh. So therefore, the Rashi over here brings only those favors and good things that the Yidin are having benefit from even today. In them talk from Aliyah's Moshe Lahar, today when Moshe Rabbeinu goes up to the mountain, was the far licked of say, it's Achiev Nitzuzankink Fuyetoivo. So it's not enough that they express thanks and appreciation in the past. But there are actually things presently that they're benefiting from Moshe Rabbeinu. So today, presently, they have to express their thanks to Moshe Rabbeinu by doing him this favor and preventing him of going to pass away. So now you you might ask, amongst those things that Rashi brings are things from the past. But you can't ask the question, the fact that he took them out of Mitzrayim, he split the Yamsuf, and that he gave them the Teire, these are things that Moshe Rabbeinu did in the past. And it's also things that happened to the previous generation that had already passed away. So the answer is, because this is something that continues, like an action that's done. And it continues, the effect continues. This is continues to all generations and all times. This is understood. So regarding Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and Kriyas Yamsov, which is the conclusion of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, we already learned before, it says in the Parshas Vashanon, and it says earlier in Boi, as Kishalcha, Bincha, Macha, your child asks you many years later, even in a much later time period, without giving any date, any limitation, even much later, he'll ask you, what is this Indian about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim that was celebrating even today? Eivish has taken us today out of Mitzrayim, because the effect of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim continues to this very day. When al derech ze'oich, ze'oich m'sinus ha'teire, nid gevem ba'grenet z'fayenem do'er, alein, of ha'ali yidin b'meshach kol ha'deiris. Matan is for all future generations that Yidin have the Teire. So this is good that Yidin are benefiting from constantly, even now at this moment, when Moshe Rabbeinu on that day comes to pass away. On the river, so now based on this we understand, is Rashi Mashmit, the Dost was state in Sifri, Vasalonu Nisim Mukvurais. Rashi does not bring this that it says that Moshe Rabbeinu performed other miracles and other great things. Rashi is only bringing those good things that Yidin are benefiting from Moshe Rabbeinu today, when Moshe Rabbeinu is going to pass away. 
However, other miracles and great things Moshe did for them that are in the past, that Ashi doesn't bring. For sure, Yidin already expressed their full appreciation for that in the past. So we understand exactly why Rashi brings these things that he does. There is an order 28 where the Rebbe points out regarding the Slav. Why does it bring the Slav over here? And Rashi says apparently according to Rashi, the Slav continued coming down during the entire 40 years that Yidin were in the Midbar, including till this very day that Moshe Rabbeinu passed away. L'chayde is a befart nid glat. However, it's still not fully smoothly understood what this means that Yidin are coming to prevent Moshe from passing away. Sof, sof, in the end, the question remains. Is given at Sivi Mufurish from Eivishna Alei Elohar Gaiman. There was a specific and clear, explicit command from the Eivishna that Meshach Abbeinu should go up on the mountain. And we have Yidin gekentrachten, as mitzadim chiyuv, nitzu zayin kinkfuyi teive, megnze ophalten petiris Meshach. So how are Yidin thinking that they, true, they have a good reason what that's bringing them to do this. They want to show their appreciation to Meshach Abbeinu and do him this favor. But yet, Moshe Rabbeinu has a clear command to fulfill the mitzvah of the Ebishter at this day, to go onto the mountain and to pass away. So how are you even thinking that they are allowed to stop him from fulfilling his mitzvah? So to answer this question, is Rashi, Maitik from Posik, Oichli Verte, Vaidabasham El Moshe. So Rashi brings from the Posik, as the Rebbe mentioned, even the Dibra Maschal is very precise. So Rashi brings not only the words but meaning as the tzivoy alei el hara the command for Moshe to go onto the mountain is given to Moshe. And it's is a this is a mitzvah. This is a command that Moshe Rabbeinu should go up to the mountain. On vibal das tzei gufe is netokin tzivoy. So since they had no command, this is not a command to them at all. Um Moshe volt nit oiligeven al tzaynes. So now, if Yidin are going to prevent them of going up, so they have no command to allow Moshe to go up. They can go and stop Moshe Rabbeinu. And now, if Moshe doesn't go up, so now it's out of his hands. He's a nightness. It's out of his control. The Apostlech says before, a person that doesn't evade it, but it's an nightness, out of his control. So then there's no punishment for that. There's nothing wrong. So the Yidin are going to be there to cause that then Moshe Rabbeinu will not fulfill the, the, the command of the Eibishter. That's, that, that's what's happening over here. Moshe Rabbeinu gets the mitzvah. The Yidin are going to prevent them from going up. So now they're just causing, they're not directly going against the tzivah of the Eibishter. They never got one. They're just causing Moshe Rabbeinu not to be able to fulfill his tzivah. So therefore the Yidin said, if so, So therefore their obligation that they had to show their appreciation to Meish Rabbeinu and to do him this favor today, to stop him from passing away, that's more important and that pushes off this, that they're going to be guiding, that they're only causing Meish Rabbeinu not to fulfill his tzivoy. Even if, Usually, you're not allowed to cause another Yid not to do his mitzvah that he's supposed to. But in this case, if they have an obligation that allies upon them, that they should have to show their appreciation to Meshach Rabbeinu, to not to be Kofi Toive, and they're only going to be causing Meshach Rabbeinu not to do his tzivoy, so they have to fulfill their obligation. That's more important than the gram, than the secondary cause that they're going to cause. So let's move on. So now, based on this, we could also understand why Rashi does not conclude clearly like he does by Nayach and Mitzrayim. That whoever has the power to come and stop and protest should come and let him try. Rashi doesn't bring that. Rashi just hints, he just says, but he doesn't conclude it here. Why not? The point of why Yidin wanted to stop Moshe of going onto the mountain was not that they're coming to protest or rebel against Hashem like it was in the other generations. On the contrary, they wanted to, to fulfill, according to their opinion, an obligation according to Teire to show their appreciation to Moshe. And the far, so therefore, if Rashi would quote this same like he said by Noyach and Mitzrayim, 
whoever wants to protest against me, you would mistakenly think that what this means is that it's similar to the generation of Neyach Mitzrayim, that Yidna are coming to protest, to rebel against the Ebishter. And that's not the case at all. So therefore Rashi just hints to Bechulu that Ebishu says, whoever wants to try, I will not allow to try to prevent this. But it's, don't mistake that the Eden's intention is similar in the, to the motivation that the, the Bnei Deirish Noach had, or the Mitzrayim had, which was actually to rebel against the Ebishter. To add yet another point to explain why the Eden were thinking that they should come and stop Moshe from passing away. Sof, sof, in the end, if you still ask, is doch given at Siri for Nebishna Kaponim to Mesha. So there, there was a command, true not to the Yidden, but at least to Mesha, there was a clear command. As all Eulah Zain Lahar, that he should go up to the mountain. Hind Viyabn the Yidden Gewalt im Nidalazan the Kaim Zain at Siri Yashem. How is it that Yidden were thinking that they're going to stop him from fulfilling the Ebishna's mitzvah? In other words, even if you'll be persistent and argue and say that Sof Sof, Yidin should not, even B'derach Gram, cause Moshe Rabbeinu not to fulfill his tzivli. So therefore, there's another point there. Is there beer in them? So the answer is, Yidin am The way Yidin understood this command is, as does Gufa. The very fact was, Vayedabara, Vayal, Moshe, Dafke, that Ebishu speaks only to Moshe. He doesn't come and tell Yidin the command that today you have to let Moshe go up. And also, the Ebishter makes a condition of the location of where Moshe will pass away. That he's only going to pass away after he goes up to the mountain. So Yidin understood this as a, as a hint over here. As nit nor as nor al So it's not only that this is something that's going to happen against their will. Rashi brings this up by the Muhammad of Midian, that over there, the Ebishter says that after the Muhammad of Midian, Moshe Rabbeinu will pass away. So the Yidin did not want to go out to the war. They didn't want Moshe Rabbeinu to pass away. So there, Al-Karchan, against their will, the Yidin had to go out into the war. But So it's not only that. Similar to what Rashi says before by the Chet Egel that the Ebishter shows Moshe Rabbeinu that it's in your hands. He shows them an opening how it's in your hands. So over here as well, the Ebishter is showing Yidin. Yidin understood this all as a Ebishter opening them up a way that they could actually prevent this. The Ebishter never commanded it to us. And also the Ebishter gives a specific location where Moshe Rabbeinu is going to pass away. So therefore, isn't that... Mean, doesn't that mean that we can we can figure out how to stop this? And like saying, like the Rebbe explained before, Moshe Rabbeinu is not going to be over on any mitzvah that he's supposed to go onto the mountain. He's it's going to be out of his control. It's an onus. We by Gzeiras Maiseigel, like like it was by the Gzeira of Maiseigel. So over here as well, the Eden thought that they can stop Moshe Rabbeinu of going up to the mountain. this this might actually be the reason why the Eved just said it in such a kind of a way. So therefore, there's nothing wrong with what they're doing. Adarabah, they did it all to fulfill a tayre de gechiyov, to stop Moshe Rabbeinu of passing away. So this concludes the Hezber in the Pshat of why Rashi over here explains with all the Arichis, the Pshat and Betzim On one hand, the point that I was saying here is, on one hand, Rashi has to bring from Noyach and Moshe, sorry, from Noyach and Mitzrayim, in order to prove that that's the Pshat of Betzim If Rashi would not quote from there, we wouldn't apply that pshat over here. Because over here, by Moshe Rabbeinu, it's much different. In those places, we understand that they are ready to rebel against Hashem. But over here, we would even be ready to do such a thing. On the other hand, Rashi has to point out how over here it's different. Rashi does not apply it exactly in the same way. Over there, they were the Shoyim. And over there, they wanted to break the table. They wanted to they, they stop Noah from fighting them. Over here, we're talking about Yidin that are tzaddikim. And over here, they're trying to do the Ebishter's mitzvah, not to be a coffee toiva. It's a different situation over here. So Rashi doesn't quote the conclusion the same the way he does over there. So that's uh, the Hezber of all the details, the way Rashi explains it in the Pshat of the Posikah. Now to explain this, we can say as follows. Even though this was already after the Gzardin was already said that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to pass away. Since we're talking about something that's in the Gea, that's relevant for all the Yidin, for the whole Tzibur. 
Can the Chuva Satsibor Mavatl Zaindam Zardin Afal Gav Shanechtam? So regarding a Tsibor, we find that even after a Zardin was already sealed, nevertheless a Tsibor could undo that Zardin. So therefore the Yidin said that us, Yidin, as a Tsibor, we can stop him. This is also the reason. So now we can give a deeper reason why Rashi does not bring the conclusion here that he didn't want to protest against the Ebishter. Because over here, the Yidin, through the Kayach of Tshuva, actually have a Kayach to annul the Ebishter's Gzeire. They're going to, so to speak, protest and annul the Ebishter's Gzeire. That's the Kayach of Tshuva. As we find it already three times before that the Tfil of Moshe himself was Mevatel Exeire. And as we find that Moshe Rabbeinu, when he davened, it saved two of the children of Aaron Akayin that did not pass away. So over here as well, we can say, Yidin thought that they can be mevatel through their kayach of tefillah and shuvah to take away the anger of the Ebishter on Moshe Rabbeinu. Regarding Teire, that we have to go to the Yidin to find out the Psak of Teire, because the Yidin, my children below, can be stronger and defeat Kaviyachal, even the Ebishter's opinion. Oh, some does the Eden take and it given. So why was it take that the Eden were not successful to annul this decree of Moshe Rabbeinu passing away? If them is the pasuk so here there's a mighty point that Rebbe explains that the pasuk hints with saying be'etzem ayoyimazet with this word be'etzem this very day, which means as ayoyimazet tipetire. Tiras Moshe and them talk the fact that Moshe passes away on this day. It touches the very essence and the etzem kiyum from Yidden. This is something which is relevant for the very existence of Yidden as a nation, as a people. Why? If Moshe Rabbeinu himself would not pass away and would lead the Yidden in Eretz Yisrael, on Maisem Moshe zanedachnitzchiim, and we know that everything Moshe does is eternal. And does not, it would remain forever. So the Yidin entering into Eretz Yisrael, the Yidin would never be able to be exiled from the land. So when it came to time for the destruction, so the Einish of Eibishter would not be able to happen through the Eibishter spilling out his wrath on the Yidin by burning the base of Mikdash and, and expelling the Yidin from the land, not if the Yidin Gufach Hasvashalim. So then the Gzeda may have come out and the Yidin themselves, that the Yidin Chas V'Sholem would, would be killed. Therefore Moshe Rabbeinu passed away and he was not the one that brought them into Eretz Yisrael. So when it came at the time to punish Yidin, it didn't touch the Yidin themselves. The Yidin were expelled from the land, but it did not, uh, it did not touch the Gzeda, did not touch the Yidin themselves in that way. So that's why it says in the Pesachie, because the Eibish just says, this is Negea to the very Etzim of the Yidin, that Moshe Rabbeinu has to pass away. A lesson we can take from all of this in Aveda for every single person. Every Yid has in his soul a level of Moshe Rabbeinu. The Altarebbe brings this and proves this from the Gemara in Tanya. So Ayid could argue as follows. If the Ebishter wants that I should do mitzvahs, I should learn Teireh. So why did Ebishter create Ayid in such a way? That that level of Meishra Rabbeinu, which is in him, is hidden so deeply in his heart. You, you think and you think that it's completely concealed and not in reach at all, God forbid. Openly and the experience consciously that a person lives with is, is Nefesh Bahamas, is animal soul with the animal desires, animalistic desires. Why does the Avish create a person in such a way? Why shouldn't that Moshe Rabbeinu of his heart be begoloi, always accessible, always available for him to access? So we could see an answer to this question, which of course is a very broad question, Bakhlal, regarding 
in the life of a person, the nisyayness a person has, and that that neshama that we always speak about is always so hidden. Why is it so hidden? So the answer we can see over here in this passing, as thus is the teve from Yidin, that ultimately, Ebeshto does this only for the good of a Yid. It's only in this way that the very essence of a Yid could come out. It's only when a Yid has a challenge and he has to work hard. When a Yid has to work to overcome the hell and the the concealment of the Eibishter, of the Moshe that's in his heart, and to overcome all the challenges and the hell and the that there is in the world. That brings to the surface the very essence and even deeper level of the very essence of the Yid. When you have to fight with the challenge and overcome, so that brings out a deeper power within the Yid. Demult, and then eventually, then you see Zetman with the Gansel and the Hester is Blaise Givena Hachonet to the The Hell of Hester is not a real Hell of Hester. It's all just a preparation. It's the means of causing the Yid to work harder to bring out an even deeper connection, which is the Geula, the Prinus Meishesh, the Nafshay, the ultimate redemption that comes through the level of Meisha, which is within every Yid, and from Gula Pratis, coming from the individual redemption of a Yid, to the Gula Klolis, to the general redemption, as Meisha, who Gail Risha, and who Gail Rachen. Meisha Rabbeinu, the Bechina of Meisha, he is the first redeemer, and he is the final redeemer that will take us all out of Golis.